right, guys, welcome back. Rooted in Logos podcast episode number 30? Yeah, is that right? Something like that. I think it's 30. 31. No, it's not 31. 50. 75. What is the number of kids Austin has now? 891. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My name is Brad. I am joined, as always, by Carter, just one of the coolest guys in the catalog universe. And we are guest joined today by... I mean, we had to replace Austin somehow. He's off dealing with kid number 3,000. Mm-hmm. Um, not replace. Not replace, but like... That's a good point. You guys are going to get mean comments. No, no. <laughs> step in and substitute for a week, uh, you know, for another episode while he is uh, Until taking care of out, baby number 476. Why is the number changing? It changes every time. <laughs> and so this week we're joined by our good friend Simon. He is the youth pastor of our church that yes. we go to. Um he yes. is, and we're not talking about youth ministry. Today. We're not going to talk about youth ministry no, today. No. We're we're going to have some fun today, yeah. and uh, we're going to get back to kind of our roots. Huh, rooted. We're going to get back to kind of our roots here in the next week or so uh, when we get Austin back and kind of dig back into scripture and and dig back into more deep topics. But we're just going to have some fun again today. And right, so this yeah. week uh, we're going to start with apparently a game. Carter and I have no clue what's coming. No, no clue. But Simon wants to play a game to kind of get us rolling today yeah. and, and kind of introduce him to you all. I mean, most of you know him that listen, but for those in like Texas that don't. Or yeah. the Spain or Or Spain. I think Ireland Cuba, maybe even. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's see what we got. All right. So um, if if you don't read the titles of these podcasts, you just hit, you just have it like going ready to go. Uh, we're doing another like ripped from the headlines, right? Yeah, we're, we're, we all have some like headlines from like news that that we picked out that we're going to read off and then examine. We might talk about the articles. So anyway, I was like, wouldn't it be fun if I picked like this is like almost two truths and a lie. So I found three headlines. Two of them are satirical. Okay. One of them is I'll give you the two satire sites. One of them is the Onion. Okay. One of them is the Babylon Bee. One of my favorite websites. And ever. then the third one is a real new site. Okay, so we have so to guess which one is which. Gu- yeah, you have to guess which one's the Onion, one, which one's the Babylon Bee. Both of those are su- satire sites. Are we going against each other or are we on yeah, a team? Yeah, everyone's against each other. Send in your oh. score. Send in your scores if you get all three right. <laughs> it might not be very hard. And you get a all free right. bracelet. No. So that would be, yeah. If you get all three right, you get Everyone's a free like, bracelet. I got them all. How would you prove this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, record yourself guessing. Um <laughs> So anyway, are you guys ready? Yeah. I'm not going to tell you which news site this is. Well, yeah, um, obviously, because that's, that's the that's answer. The We're trying to... <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to tell you like what the other news site is. Like if it's like CNN, oh, Fox News, saying. whatever, like, oh. yeah, uh, BuzzFeed. So anyway. is that really a news site? Yeah. It would have been great for this game. <laughs> um, all right. First one. Trump's 9-11 boxing gig gives MAGA fans exactly what they want. All right. Okay. Trump's 9-11 boxing give, gig gives MAGA fans exactly what they want. Next one. DeSantis threatens to cut hospital funding if surgeons keep wearing masks. Okay. All right. And nine powerful verses in the Bible that support vaccination. All right. All so right. That one... I, I know which one's from the Babylon Bee because oh. I've seen okay. the headline. So Big I'm fan. not, not going to guess that one. All right. All right. So why don't we let Carter go first? Okay. Dang it. So that you can guess yours because yeah. you have your yeah. elimination. All right. So two two fakes and a truth. Read the second one. No, never mind. I remember it. <laughs> right. um, read the first one. All right. Trump's 9-11 boxing gig gives MAGA fans exactly what they want. Wait, do I have to guess exactly which news you don't it comes have to guess from? Or which just news guess site? 
the one for that one. one. The one that's true, and then if you can guess the two others. Wait, there's that's one that's true. There's one that's real. Okay, so All, I one guess of that real. one. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with the last one because I've seen so many already that are like, wait. Wait a minute. Never mind. I just forgot the game goal. <laughs> I thought you made up to. Hold on. No, no, no. no there, there are three yeah. real headlines, okay. but only one is like news. Yeah, the other two are satire. Okay, I'm gonna go with the last one. The last one's satire, which is no. That's the, the real last one. one's real, which is the nine versus the nine versus. All right, Brad. Let's let's hear your guesses. All right. So, <clears throat> wait. Let me explain because I've seen so many are like articles being like verses ex- saying that jesus was transgender right okay yeah so there we go okay so all right so that'd be a great headline for today if you could find that geez. one <laughs> um well you, you kind of did but anyway no just <laughs> so i'm gonna go with the um desantis one is satire desantis is satire and then there's what's your two uh, fake ones yeah there's two fake ones oh okay desantis is fake, just guess it, the real one and is satire and the trump maga 9-11 is the real one Trump MAGA 9-11 is a real one. Um, apparently, there was a he hosted a boxing gig or whatever. So this game was a little bit more fun than I thought it would be. I thought you guys would instantly guess that one. Um, I don't know anything about the news ever. Yeah. See, <laughs> I didn't know how much Brad kept up with. And, well, so. and I knew the vaccine one. Brad has one. every news app mm-hmm. ever. I have, yeah. like, two. But <laughs> the, the vaccine one I knew because I saw that on Babylon B. Yeah. I, I saw that headline and thought it was hilarious. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did but, you click the article? I did. Hilarious. Very funny. Yeah. The thing with Babylon B that I always like is that, or find a little scary, is that their headlines a lot of times end up becoming accurate, mm-hmm. and they kind of predict the future, even a though they're bit. trying to be funny. A little bit. Yeah. So, but yeah. good game. I like that. that was All right. Good. Yeah. Do you, have, do you so. have any more? No. No. It was okay. actually really hard to find a headline that I thought would be convincing enough to be satire. Oftentimes we see headlines and we wish they were satire, but if if, if the DeSantis one wasn't surgeons i right. probably would have picked it as real yeah right I but the that, fact that they said surgeons was like okay surgeons yeah. have to wear masks they did that pre-covid mm-hmm. uh, you're right but mm-hmm. yeah i didn't know if like people would think it was like a hit job on desantis with that article oh, that was like well, he I was don't know who that is okay desantis for those who don't know including carter is the governor of florida Oh yeah, I've heard. This yeah, thing. he's one of the mm-hmm. first to kind of lift the restrictions and and bring about some sort of freedom. But he also put the restrictions in to begin with, and so I'm still a little torn on the yeah, whole thing. There's some shade being tossed here at Indiana's governor, who did fine, not great, but fine. And uh, Indiana wasn't as bad as Kentucky. That's <laughs> oh, sure. nothing's as bad as Kentucky. Hey, <laughs> they still have a mandate. Uh, Simon is still just a little bitter yes. that Kentucky beat Florida on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We went yeah. to the game. He's, he's a, a Florida Ga- fan. He's a Gator fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm a Kentucky fan, obviously. And and he got to watch his Gators get the field stormed on him. It was glorious. Your field stormed. Yeah, on it wasn't. Uh, no. Okay. If, if UK stormed the swamp. That would have been very. I sad. mean, honestly, we wanted to when we beat y'all a couple years ago. There it would have been like five guys. No, there, like, like a thousand people. Yeah. It would have been great. So that was a lot of fun, and, and Simon's just mad. That's why he's a little bit bitter towards Kentucky. I, I enjoyed um, watching that game for three and a half quarters, <laughs> and then the last two minutes were fine. Um, but yeah, yeah. We were talking about what to do, and I was looking back through our episode feed and looking back through kind of what we've done, and like the second most downloaded episode was the one we did with headlines, where we just talked about different things. What was the first? Uh, one of the, Ro- I think the first Romans. I thought it would be the verses out of context. That was a good one. That was a good one. And we've had, we have some good ones. And like I said, we want to get back to some of that 
deeper theology and, and get back into that because I know like last week we talked about music and um, we've kind of talked Not we you me me and Stephen yeah and actually you took a shot at me being like eh, he's an okay roommate. <laughs> I'm so happy. I didn't you even said, know that. I'm so Atticus happy you pointed said, that out. Oh, to Atticus me. said it. We were at church dinner, and he was like, "Did you listen to it?" And I was like, "Not yet. It just came out." And he was like, "Okay, well, you might not want to." Brad, <laughs> what uh, what percentage of the rent are you paying, great roommate? What's your first headline? <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Um, I tell you what, we we have a guest on, so let's have our guest go first. Oh, with, this is a lot of pressure. With his first headline to discuss, and then we'll you will get our raw because we haven't talked about what headlines we're doing, so you'll get our raw yeah. reaction. Yeah. From this. So I'm a pretty consistent listener of this show, and I have no memory of this one. So I don't know if I'm gonna like completely butcher what you all do here, um, but I'm like, okay, let's talk about something that feels current. And something that I think we can still talk about from a biblical perspective. So I found this, it's a guest essay opinion from the New York Times. Still a pretty big paper, the New York Times. A former like. newspaper. Former, now it's a news website, by the way. <laughs> still a former newspaper. Yeah. Um, all right, anyway. Uh, divorce can be an act of radical self-love, all right? I thought that was... And, and, I understood we were only reading headlines, and then, like, right before we started shooting, Brad is like, yeah, I read, like, my three articles, and I'm like, oh, well, I guess... Well, if we only read the headlines, that'd be, like, a 10-minute episode. <laughs> right, right. I thought We'd have we would, to do a really long intro. I thought intro. we were reading the headlines and then being like, what's wrong with this headline? Not well, like headlines actually. are always deceiving. Anyway, this was, be, this was behind a paywall, I thought. And then I looked at it more, and I was like, oh, it's not behind a paywall, so I could actually read this whole thing. Um, anyway... I'm not gonna put the the writer of this on blast or anything. Like she's she seems like she went through stuff in her life. She starts off by saying, "I used to believe that divorce is a terrible thing, particularly when children are involved." So anyway, talked in a little bit about more about like how parents feel shame and how um, divorce can be traumatic and bad for. Ki- uh, she ends this first paragraph by saying, "Divorce is shameful, traumatic, and bad for kids." So it's it, like. I don't know. I don't see any context saying that she doesn't like really believe that it's good for kids. But anyway, she talks about her own marriage. There was no emotional or physical abuse in our home. There was no absence of love. I was in love with my husband when we got divorced. Part of me is in love with him still. I suspect that will always be the case. Even now that after everything, when he walks into the room, my stomach drops the same way it does before the roller coaster comes down. I divorced my husband not because I didn't love him. I divorced him because I loved myself more. There is there there's something to be said for the honesty of that statement. Mm, okay, yeah. Because sure. if if you if you look at why marriages break up mm-hmm. and and two the two out of the three of us come from divorced parents. Yeah. Um, that's fair. I don't have as much to say about this as now, you two maybe. To be fair, mine were divorced like I don't even think I was one yet or I was close okay. to it. So I don't have any recollection of them together. Mm-hmm. And I think I you was know, 12. And I think they would I think they would admit this, but if you were to meet the two of them, or when you meet the two of them, you're like, yeah, that probably shouldn't have happened, just because personality-wise. Mm-hmm. I love them both dearly, but they just are so opposite of each other. Right. But I digress. So taking them out of it, I think, but you, you look at how, way when marriages end, it, it's a lot of times it is selfishness. Affairs. Mm-hmm. That that breaks up a ton of marriages. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, infidelity and, and whatnot. That's selfish. Mm-hmm. That is, I want to get my pleasure somewhere else right. than I should. 
money issues leads to divorce. And a lot of times it's because you don't make enough money or I'm not allowed to spend the money the way I want to spend my money. Mm Mm-hmm. So, again, yeah. selfishness. So, I think there's actually a little bit of honesty in that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's terrible. It's very honest. But it's yeah. honest. Yeah. And, like, I, I don't know this woman. I didn't do a ton of research on her backstory. It sounds like if kids were involved, she would not have cared still. Like, she doesn't care if people get hurt by this. She doesn't care if it affects her kids. This was a act of radical self-love, which... Radical self-love does seem like a replacement phrase for selfishness. Is it? Is oh. it possibly? Is that what it might be? Um, we for just sure. changed the word a little. <laughs> we just changed the word a little bit. Um, like, and just from a biblical perspective, and we don't have to get too deep in controversies about this, but from a just, I think almost every Christian is in agreement that divorce because of self-love is not a biblically a good biblical reason for divorce. Yeah, I haven't read that anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jesus at one point, and I don't, I don't have verses ready, I'm sorry, but Jesus at one point goes, if if you're cheated on, or it's well accepted anyway, that if you're cheated on. Unfaithfulness, yeah. adultery in the relationship, uh, or if you're divorced, then that that's whatever, that's, that's fine. But it doesn't seem like anywhere in the Bible God is excited about divorce. And as a matter of fact, we get a statement, God hates divorce. And then we get in... Hosea showing how we in a relationship with God are constantly unfaithful, are constantly, are constantly in the wrong. And God will still keep coming back for us. Like marriage is about selflessness and it's a radical act of selfless love. And if you're not ready for that, then I wouldn't be in that relationship. And he is the only one married Oh. in this room right now and so that mm-hmm. he's he definitely has insight because i mean it is it's got to be a huge change because mm-hmm. you know for 20 something years you're kind of on your own doing your mm-hmm. own thing and and come and go as you please you can you know go crash at someone's you know you can do whatever you wanted yeah. but now you have someone else mm-hmm. there and, and it is it is a yeah i'd love to go hang out with the guys and watch a game but my wife needs me at mm-hmm. home or my wife wants me yeah. at home even right yeah. and, and you have to make that decision to mm-hmm. To sacrifice some of the things you want, and, and hopefully she does too. So, Carter, you, you said you were you were twelve when your parents got divorced. I mean, was that how traumatic was that? Because again, mine were so I was so young when mine did that I just don't remember. Never knew them together, so it just was natural, normal for me. Um, and they did real quick. Just a side note, in case one of them listens, they did an amazing job of getting along and and not having the tension between the two families. And I never felt that tension between my mom and my dad. With a, the occasional exception in a heat of a moment situation, right? But like, never felt any connection. So great job, guys. Anyway, mm-hmm. Carter, how, you know, what was your experience like? I mean, at first, definitely because I was just so young and like, but I was old enough to like see them together for enough time to where I was definitely sad at first. But when I got older, I realized it was just like pretty much supposed to happen because they, they just like wouldn't get along anymore. So it was like at first, definitely, but I kind of grew into like accepting it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's always that part of me that wanted to like have the normal family that everyone, like the stereotypical family of the mm-hmm. parents being together. But like it grew me in ways that like, uh, not like I'm happy that it happened, but like it grew me in ways that it wouldn't mm-hmm. or that I wouldn't have grown if it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, we've in this culture have just poo pooed marriage for mm-hmm. the last it's 20, 30 years. Super like, common it's, now. Right. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm not the normal. At this well, point, this well, room, I mean, not. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. 
Well, uh, and, and, I mean, and you weirdo. <laughs> yeah, we're delaying marriage more and more. I mean, I can't really. I, I don't think that's Hold good. On. I don't think it's good. But I'm also 33 and not married. Yeah. But like, is is delaying marriage? Delaying marriage is not worse than gaining a marriage and then divorce. No, it's not. Home. No, no, no. It's yeah. definitely not. But we're not. We're delaying marriage, and we're replacing it with okay. just hollow relationships. Hollow relationships, just free sex, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, with whomever, whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it it yeah. if it's delaying marriage and and still focusing on on your relationship with God and relationship with others, mm-hmm. that's fine. But if you're replacing it with these this just yeah. free love, mm-hmm. if if you are a person that seeks out the virtue of radical self love, as described in this uh, paper. Don't get in a relationship with someone. Yeah. That is what I would say. Don't get in a serious relationship with someone. Be selfish. Be self-indulgent. Do what you want because marriage is the opposite. Marriage comes with someone else's schedule. Marriage comes with with other bills. Marriage eventually could come with children. And being a selfish parent is, is possibly worse than being a selfish spouse. So don't like examine yourself and if you still want that selfish lifestyle it is more virtuous for you to avoid relationships and try to grow into a better person than for you to marry someone and then years down the road say i i need to put prioritize myself yeah oh for sure mm-hmm. also if you are that kind of self-indulgent and you're listening to this podcast talk to god about that and leave one star even no leave one star on this podcast don't do that by the way it does not affect me at all (laughs) i'm editing that out um but no if if you are if you are in that position that simon was just talking about and you do listen to this podcast and and you would claim christ i would i would ask to you to ask god to change that about you because Mm -hmm. even as a single christian you Mm -hmm. should not be about radical self-love sure you should be again selfless yeah and selfless love and sacrificial love for others around you and, and for mm-hmm. God and, and what he wants you to do and what how he wants to use you in your singleness. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was a sure. good that's a good topic. Good, right, yeah. good first headline. Yeah. Uh, Carter, go 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 for Carter. Okay, so the headline is Country Star Jason Aldean rips California's student vaccine mandate. Mm. Americans better start standing up. I just wanted to say this before I went over the thing or the uh, headline. There was a different headline I saw. It was like there's ninety percent of the NBA is vaccinated now, and there's like a select few that aren't. And I mean, it was really cool to see that they are like because the people that aren't they can't play in home games, and they don't get paid for the games they miss. So they're missing mo- like millions of dollars. And I was like, that's cool that they're willing to like not accept that money because they want their choice. But there was one that like. They took away like close to fifty million, so he got he got the vaccine because he mm. didn't want to lose that much money. Mm-hmm. But there is still a few that like they're like, no, this is my choice. I'm gonna I don't mm-hmm. care about the money. I'm gonna stand up now. Now is this an anti-vax podcast or an anti-mandatory vaccination podcast? We've already talked about this. Well, so. I, 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 we don't yeah. like. Yeah, Mr. I Abbott mean, listening. my personal. Yeah, you should know this. We said this. You are in the background while I do homework. Oh, that's fair. You are my Big Bang Theory. I like it. People don't understand that joke. Brad listens. Brad watches Big Bang Theory in the background. Yeah, just for while no I'm doing homework. The only way to watch yeah. Big Bang Theory. Um, hey, I'm mute with the TV off. <laughs> and then unplug your TV and throw it away. Uh, but right. uh, what I was going to say is, like, we've said we don't, like, if you want the vaccine, you can get it, but yeah. don't force it on us to 100%. get it. 100%. Yeah. Like, 
So it's kind of a blend of both. Like I am, I'm not anti-vax as a whole. Mm. I'm anti this vaccine, Mm. and I'm anti-vax for me mandates. So you're like anti-vax. How like Joe Biden was anti-vax when he was on the debate stage with Donald Trump? Correct. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't flip flop. Oh, you don't. I actually don't. I actually stay. That's a good part. uh, Okay. All right. Cool. That's that's cool. I like that. But I mean, yeah, that was like pretty much all I had. There's. It's cool to see people because like you think most famous people, they're just like. I'll get the vaccine because they have such a big reach. There's, yeah. you don't really see as many. Because I mean, once you say that, you're immediately shut down. Oh, cancel. Sure. And if you say like how, I mean, there's probably he might even get canceled just for saying that. Like, but he said Americans need to start standing up, and we have freely given away our freedoms so easy for the past year, mm-hmm. year and a half, for a while yeah. now. And once you give them away, you don't really get them back. Mm-hmm. Have have this conversation with your friends and family. What is more important, freedom or safety? Yeah, and and you know we're we're right now we're we are prioritizing safety right now, and and that's what's important to a lot of people. Um, but is like small children are pretty safe right now. By the way, like that's not this isn't something <laughs> that's ter- tearing up their lives, and no. we're probably like Germany like let out an apology to their students for what they've done to them the past year because they're like, this wasn't really affecting you all. We're affecting you all. And so, yeah. A little bit of common sense restored. I mean, you look at, we're getting to the weeds here, but you Mm -hmm. look at uh, Simon and I went to a football game uh, Saturday. When? Did we go to a football game? Yeah, we did. This yeah, your team lost. This, team, is team lost. <laughs> this is the whole podcast is shaming for. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> I wasn't even going to go there. Um, you did. So that's on you. But no, we we went to this game, and and I've been to the last. I've you know, been to all the home games this year, and you know, last night there's fifty five, sixty thousand people mm-hmm. in a stadium mm-hmm. screaming their heads off at the top of their lungs with maybe ten masks in the building, right? And yet, an outdoor building, an out an outdoor building, yes, yeah. outdoors that maybe makes a difference. I don't know. But, and yet we stick 12 kids in a room, in a classroom Mm -hmm. and spread them all out, put plexiglass around and put masks and muzzles on their faces and teeth and scare them to death. Right. How Mm -hmm. does any of this make sense? Yeah. I just found this. There is 12 States in America right now that are banning COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or like some form, like you can't, you're not required to show your card or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, I can read them off. It's yeah. Arizona, Arkansas, Georgia, Florida, Indiana, Montana, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, and Utah. The only state in there I don't like is Tennessee, and that's just because of orange. It's just not a... Tennessee. But you great, like them more now. Tennessee's a great state outside moving. of their sports teams. Yeah, they're moving up a little bit. But yeah. So other 40, uh, 38 states, get it together. Get it together. Were you you were right. about to say 48. I was. 48 plus 12 mm. is not 50. So you're right. <laughs> this is a math podcast. <laughs> um, it, it, yeah. So Carter's article actually kind of leads me a little bit to my first one I'm going to do. And I'm not going to read, obviously, the, the article. But it's from the Daily Wire. It's an opinion piece by a guy named Zuby. He's, oh. I believe, a rapper. Okay, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, conservative rapper. 20 things I've learned about humanity during the pandemic. Oh. And it's... Fascinating. I did read the entire article. I'm going to hit the headlines, and I'm just going to rattle off what he learned about humanity, because I think it's very interesting and very accurate. So here we go. Most people would rather be in the majority than be right. Mm. Wait, okay. hold on. That reminds me, I saw something one time. It was like, people tipped, typically will be like, if a, an opinion is majority thought, it's automatically a fact. 
Of course. It's still an opinion. No matter if there's 99 out of 100 people thinking it, the one is still right because it's an opinion. It's not a fact. Right. So, yep. It's just, I thought of that. At least 20% of the population has strong authoritarian tendencies, which will emerge under the right conditions. Fear of death is only rivaled by the fear of social disapproval, and the latter could be stronger. So you could okay. be... Pe- we're seeing that people are more afraid of being disapproved of socially than they are of dying. Number four, propaganda is just as effective in the modern day as it was 100 years ago. Hmm. Access to limitless information has not made the average person any wiser. Okay, yeah. Right? So we are still relying on our politicians and our quote-unquote scientists to tell us what's right and wrong. If only there was like a book that was like well-established for thousands of years that gave us direction on a lot of things and we helped don't agree us... with it. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would like help Racist us know if there was like a yeah. right and wrong answer to certain things right. instead of everything just being people's opinions Someone and we go with make the majority. <laughs> Someone should make one. <laughs> 2,000 years from now, they'll be like, oh, this is great. <laughs> no, they'd stop using oh, it even then. It, yeah, <laughs> it just keeps repeating. By the way, I had a, I had an idea. Like you know how like different podcasts and like YouTube series they have like names for their fans. Thank the, you for tuning in, potatoes. What? Because they're roots. Second bad joke of the day. <laughs> no, that's a good joke. Oh, no, that's not a good not. joke. No, that's what you're calling your fans now. We're potatoes. No. <laughs> no. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's what you get. All right. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, potatoes. Yeah. No, no, not potatoes. <laughs> You're, five. you're calling yourself a potato right now. <laughs> Not a fan of the show. Wow. <laughs> oh. He just Summer. said he was earlier. <laughs> Anything and everything can and will be politicized by the media, the government, and those who trust them. Mm. Yes. Some politicians and large corporations will gladly sacrifice human lives if it is conducive to their political and financial aspirations. We're almost halfway there. Most people believe the government acts in the best interests of the people, even many who are vocal critics of the government. Once they have made up their mind, most people would rather commit to being wrong than admit they were wrong. Mm-hmm. Humans can be trained and conditioned quickly and relatively easily to significantly alter their behaviors, for better or worse. When sufficiently frightened, most people will not only accept authoritarianism, but they will demand it. People who are dismissed as conspiracy theorists are often well-researched and simply ahead of the mainstream narrative. Ooh. I don't that like that one. one. I do like that one, okay. actually. Like and here's why, one. because... Those of us who won't take the vaccine are being labeled as conspiracy theorists. Right. When data has started to show that natural immunity, for those of us who have already had it, mm. is better than the vaccine, is stronger mm. than the vaccine. Mm. Because well, when you think of conspiracy theorists, you just think of a crazy guy that believes in the weirdest thing ever. Wearing tinfoil hats. and yeah. And, but you know. some conspiracies are bad. No, there are. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Some. Right. Yeah, some of them are. No, for sure, no doubt. But like the conspiracy that Simon can't make a bad joke. That's a terrible one. I conspire to believe that to be true. <laughs> Most people value safety and security more than freedom and liberty, even if said safety is merely an illusion. That's what you yeah. just said. I mean, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Because it... Where'd he go, Zuby? Yeah. What is it? This vaccine is, is uh, not protecting people from getting COVID, right? Right. People are still yeah, getting it at very high rates. I mean, it, it probably lessens the symptoms, supposedly. I don't know. I mean, it might cause blood clots, but, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? You don't know that word, do you? Oh, big word. Mm. <laughs> well, I know, it, I know it stems from hedonism, all right? He so, you haven't heard that can word. Can you big spell it? Yet? Hedonic. I think it's hedonic. Oh, hedonic. Okay. Hedonic. Hedonic? No. Houdini. Hedonic? Houdini. Tim. Potato. <laughs> Tim. Tim. Name. Name. Hedonistic. Hammer. I don't know. Tim. 
Hedonic adaptation it? occurs in both directions. Once inertia sets in, it is difficult to get people back to normal. So the lesson to learn from this one is don't underestimate what people can get used to. What sounds crazy today could become a way of life. Oh, okay. Right? So let's make sure we move forward, not backwards. See, that's why I was saying earlier about, like, I wish these headlines were satire. Yeah. Well, because you look at, I mean, the masks, uh-huh. right? I mean, yeah. people just now wear them as part of their attire. I mean, they, they have matching masks to what they're wearing and matching masks for different hairstyles. Like, mm-hmm. a different they pick them out if they look cool. Yeah. Yeah. And people have just gotten used to it. It's and fine. It's normal. Them in their car by and, themselves. And yeah. like we'll get, we'll probably get into this a little bit more based on the headlines. But like the slippery slope argument for like the LGBTQ agenda that started back in two thousand eight, whenever like churches like didn't have like a lot to say for society to say we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't have gay marriage. Like they didn't have a lot of arguments for that, and it just like a lot of the arguments were like. What could this lead to if you were like, nah, it, w- it won't lead to anything? And like, now we have like five year olds that don't know their genders. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, did we have that problem 10 years ago? No. I don't think so. No, we didn't. Or there's parents that are like, yeah, my newborn baby is gay. Right. By the way, <laughs> yeah. He walked into the doll section, no, because, so she's a she. Because what happens when you're four and five years old, you don't have a concept of gender. Mm. So you might say or anything. Or anything. But like a little boy might say, Daddy, I think I'm a girl. Why? Because I play with dolls. No, you're just a boy who likes to play with dolls. Like that's not, mm. that doesn't make you gay, doesn't make you a girl, doesn't make you anything other than just a kid that likes to play with toys. It makes you a kid that has poor parents. Okay. By the way, if okay. you're a boy playing with Barbie dolls, oh no, I just but you know what <laughs> I mean. Buy some GI Joes. I, buy I some understand, Legos. but or, or 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 say, Daddy, I'm a girl, and you ask the kid. This is what Matt Walsh always says. You ask the kid, well, son, what's a girl? Oh, they won't know how to answer that. They're like, uh, they have long hair, yeah. or whatever. Like, <laughs> they don't have that concept, and so no, we did not have that issue. Now we do because, like you said, that's simply slow. You can of, choose now. Yeah, it just. I do think, and, and this is a different topic for a different day, but we actually, no, we talked about this on the last time we did this episode, was they're coming for our kids, mm-hmm. right? That yeah. song. That song. Still haunted. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They're coming for our kids, and I think there is a push, and there will be a push in the next five to ten years to normalize pedophilia and to make that a sexual preference. That, I've seen that. I would not, give it ten years, but yeah, I don't yeah. think we're far from it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think closer than that. I just don't think they... Never mind. There's not a stomach I mean, the, for it yet, the, I know, yeah. but like, the it's coming. The vote on it was scary close. Was it? I think it was like, I mean, it was still... The vote where? Ma- was it the know. California... So, I just saw a news article, it was like voting on if that's a sexual orientation. Oh, like, oh. A, like a poll. No, it was like... Like the LG, the, the alphabet people oh. got together and were like, do we want to alphabet add... People. Yeah, the, al- the LGBT, it's, it's, uh, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. They're adding they also P have, at the end. Yeah, do they want P? Well, they probably have a P already. Polyamorous. They have two A's. Yeah. Already, it's it's why every letter in the alphabet at this mm-hmm. point. We should break With down. We should break down the whole. Ten months from now, whenever Austin has his next child, <laughs> and I'm and I'm back on here. You're on we'll every ten. Uh, months. <laughs> I'm on every ten months. <laughs> True story. Um, I want to break down the the alphabet people. We, lo- we love you, Austin. Yeah, we love you. Come we back miss, soon we miss if you. he's listening. Rescue this podcast for me. <laughs> uh, real quick, the last few here. A significant percentage of people thoroughly enjoy being subjugated. The mm. science has evolved into a secular pseudo-religion for millions of people in the West. This religion has little to do with science itself. Mm-hmm. Most people care more about looking like they are doing the right thing than actually doing the right thing. Again, it goes back to image and mm-hmm. being socially accepted. 
Politics, the media, science, and the healthcare industries are all corrupt to varying degrees. Scientists and doctors can often be bought as easily as politicians. Mm -hmm. I think Dr. Fauci is the perfect example of this. Mm. Number 18. If you make people comfortable enough, they will not revolt. You can keep millions docile as you strip their rights by giving them money, food, and entertainment. I mean, to be fair, I watched Tiger King when the pandemic started. But that is a perfect example of that phrase or of that line right there. They are just bombarding us with new television, new shows, free money from the government, free donuts if you get vaccinated, whatever. Mm, and a free hot dog. And a free hot dog. Keep keep them fat, dumb, and happy, and they won't and they won't revolt. You think Tiger King made us dumber? I felt Oh, for sure. I felt enlightened. And am I gonna I watch watched it. Am I gonna watch Good season time. Am I gonna watch season two? One hundred percent. We're having a watch party here. We're actually gonna review it on Rude <laughs> We're just going to play the episode into the mic. Each Ooh. episode. Would you like to listen Gosh, the to censor, it? the censoring I'd have to do on that would be oh unreal. <laughs> we do not recommend Tiger King. This is not a paid endorsement. This is not, yeah. <laughs> we don't recommend any of the mediums that we talked about. We already talked about Big Bang Theory. No one here is recommending that. Wow. <laughs> we don't recommend UK football. I mean, Brad yeah, recommends do. UFL I, football. Oh, my oh, gosh. There's out. so much red in here. There's so much red in here. His shirt. That's a nice throwback to the first episode. Yeah. I like that. Simon told me to say that, too. Yeah. yeah, I write the jokes for this show. No, he doesn't. Maybe Brad's, because they're bad. Wow. <laughs> I am witty. All right. All right. Two more, and, we're, and then we're going to go on to the next article here. Modern humans are overly complacent and lack vigilance when it comes to defending their freedoms from government overreach. And number 20, it is easier to fool a person than to convince them that they have been fooled. Mm. I like that. So let that mm. let, the lesson we can gain from that is mm. nobody likes being wrong. But when you're proven so, it's better to take the short-term ego pain than double down. So when you are yeah. confronted with information that contradicts what you think, admit it, mm-hmm. take the hit, and just move on. I don't, I don't want to stay on, on this point too long, uh, but one of those headlines, I was just thinking about it, about science and religion. And I was going to say something about that one, too. Okay, you can, you can say something after I say something, because I'm the guest, and I go first. <laughs> okay. um, anyway, but uh, once again, not here too long, but when does you trusting science over the Bible make science its own God? As a Christian, as a Christian, we're, we're talking to the Christians here, because, um, you know, we have a raging debate for a long time about theistic evolution, and, and no one's saying the salvation issue, um, and I don't even know where everyone in this room stands on that, but like an old earth, a young earth, and at one point, a lot of Christians were willing to compromise, like, okay, whatever, we're going to trust the science over the Bible on that, but it's seeming to be compromised more and more and more. And at one point, do we say we're going to trust God over the science? Or would you ever say that as as a Christian who wants to say, I trust the science? Would you ever? Because it, it, it comes down to your view on science overall. Yes, I believe God is... No, a, not science. Bad science. Well, oh, no, I, no, I understand. But God is a God of order. And science is about order and discovering that order, right? And, and, and discovering... The, the things that God has put in place and God has created. Mm-hmm. And so you have to kind of find that balance of this is science trying to explain what God has created, that modern medicine, the, mm-hmm. the miracles of modern medicine and, and, and the miracles of just something as simple as a microscope, being able to see the atoms that, that make up everything around us, right? And to be mm-hmm. able to see these molecules and amazing things and, and being able to do things that we never would have thought possible even 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Difference between that 
and this science is going to save me from everything. Science is the new salvation. And yeah. science is the new salvation, and science mm-hmm. is a god in and of itself. Yeah. And, um, and shaming of Christians who want to trust the Bible over science sometimes. Sh- the, the shaming and that's of not Christians... even going to vaccinations. That's right, no, a of lot of things. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and where the Bible is not a book that is solely based, is solely a scientific book. It's not. Mm-hmm. But where it talks about science, it's, it's true. And it needs mm-hmm. to usurp whatever nonsense this other side is saying. Right. So, what were your thoughts? I was going to say, like, about that, how it's the last part where it said little has to do with science. I'd say, like, probably at least 50% of people that are really scared of COVID have no, have done no research. They just hear the news people say, you're going to get sick and die, and so they're scared they stay in their house. Or they yell at you for not having 52 masks on. Mm. I wear 53. I'm better than them. There you go. And you stay, like, 50 feet away from people. <laughs> well, that's just because no one likes me, so. Okay. Oh, it's man. such a big, <laughs> this is such a big room. We're doing this whole podcast over Zoom. <laughs> all in different states. Yeah. We all have masks on, yeah. face shields, gloves. I'm getting my 20th uh, booster tomorrow. Oh, good. Yeah, good for yeah. you. Proud of you. So, yeah. Anyway. And, and my thing. face man, feels fine, some, even if it's blue. <laughs> <laughs> How many arms oh, do you have? Man, I'm gonna make people mad. I have more arms than you. Isn't that is that an achievement? I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. All right. All right. This next might be Simon's last guest appearance. <laughs> Ten months from now, I is in the contract. <laughs> All right. Who's next? All right. Back around to me. I should have I should have looked at my headlines. All right. I'm gonna. We don't have to stay too long here. This is um, theeconomist.com. Amp.economist.com. Why the word woman is tying people in knots. The subheadline, it is almost always women who are ordered to dispense with a useful word. Then the, the first line, bodies with vaginas, is an odd way to refer to half the human race. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you can edit that. Well, we, hey, it's, it's, it's fine. Um, well, there might be kids, so put a warning first. Yeah. Uh, trigger warning, we're going to talk about a normal part of the human anatomy. It's not an anatomy class. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Um, here, let me let me go with a different one. All right. So, don't read the first line if you have kids in the room. <laughs> um, uh, uh, let me see. What are, birthing people? Birthing um, people. I've heard that one. Menstruating people. Are we yeah. allowed to say menstruating? <laughs> yeah, I've heard that one. Um, and then paywall. Then paywall. So anyway, I don't have the conclusion of this article. I think the headline speaks for itself. And that was almost going to be one of my sat- satire ones. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, no, they'll know this is real because this is the world we live in. Yeah. Why the word woman is tying people in knots. Um, we don't have to stay here super long, but God made women differently from men. He, they, they have special gifts, abilities, traits that men will never have, no matter what you do to yourself, no matter how much therapy you have or avoid yeah it shouldn't be time people are not we have women we have men and we don't have to come up with these weird co-phrases oh. for people if you want to be called something different i i like being called simon sometimes <laughs> um yeah is that like size my, my pronoun my pronouns pronoun? are simon <laughs> and so well, okay so that goes back to what you yeah. talked about with the well, did no, we, we have, have pronouns but we don't choose them yeah all right yeah. Did we have this problem five years ago or no. six years ago with these five-year-olds and six-year-olds that are saying, I don't know if I'm a boy or a girl. Or these adults that are calling other adults birthing people because the medical community is so stuck in politics that they're not going to take a stand and say, no, they're women. Right. Yeah. It, it, it All this does, all this is. So remember I said a minute ago that God is a God of order. Mm-hmm. Satan 
is a creature of chaos mm. and confusion. Mm. And that's exactly what this causes. That's mm-hmm. exactly what this nonsense, redefining mm-hmm. words, redefining gender, redefining this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. that is an ordered thing. And taking yeah. these ordered things and throwing them in chaos and throwing them into confusion, that is yeah. work of the devil. That's that's 100% what this is. Yeah. And we have got to stop giving in, mm-hmm. not giving an inch, right? Yeah. Because we do that. We'll give in and like, okay, we can compromise here. It's fine. But then it's the next step mm-hmm. is another compromise. And, and next thing you know, you look, you turn around and look back and you're three miles from where you started. Give an inch every day. That's 365 inches a year. I mean, <laughs> what yeah. is that in feet? This is a math podcast. <laughs> a big, big feet. A lot of feet. <laughs> so, don't give an inch. Don't give it. Whether you're in public school, whatever. Don't be rude to people. Mm-hmm. Okay, like don't be a jerk because yeah. that's not what we want to do. Mm-hmm. But, mommy, I think I'm a boy. No, sweetheart, you're a girl. Yeah. And as they, when they turn 13, you could be like, no, sweetheart, you're a girl. Stop being stupid. Well, I mean, unless they're an actual boy saying, mommy, I think I'm a boy. Oh, okay. Like, Good job. You're fair. smart. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are a boy. Not just, no, you're a girl. <laughs> you learned the word boy today. Great. Um, yeah. Anyway, that, that was my headline because I find that interesting. And we are seeing more and more people, they're not able to live in, and function in this world of words constantly becoming offensive and changing. And we're just now accepting the fact that we live in a world where we're allowed to be mean and offend people if being offensive means using English language. Right. Um, so anyway, we'll see how far this goes. Or if at a certain point people say, nope, that's not offensive. You're just offended. Yeah. That's, right. There's a difference. They, they want to be the victim. They want to be a victim. Mm-hmm. They want to be feel special, feel feel whatever wouldn't it be great if you had like a whole gender named after you like honestly and that's what we're getting people are like my, my gender can't be defined so i made up a new word and you have to call it. like no i don't zim and zur like oh what, what are these things are you an alien like what is this oh another one of my um satire Conspiracy ones theories. was another one of my satire ones was like x-men needs to drop the men or whatever just one x uh, j- no, x people x people they're not people anymore <laughs> you're mutants <laughs> all right carrie take this away okay so Whoa, 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 hang on, hang on. You stole my transition. Did I? Carter, what do you Carter, got Carter, take this away. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, before I get into the article, I was looking at the date to see if it was up to date, and it's October 4th, which is weird that that's up to date. How is it already October? That's unreal. It can't be October already. Happy spooky season. Do you guys yeah. celebrate Halloween? On, no, you guys don't celebrate New Halloween on this podcast. Saints Day, whatever it's uh, Saints Day. It's Reformation Day, actually. Yeah. Month or day. Hashtag Martin Month Luther. or day. No, Halloween is, is yeah. Reformation Day. It's the day that Martin Luther nailed the 95 Thesis to the wall, and I'm a big Martin Luther guy. Or 95 Heresies for our Catholic viewers. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Catholic viewership went to zero. <laughs> Catholics but, love this podcast. Um, the there's some messed up things going on in Mexico. This is a, <laughs> That's great. Like this it. is a pretty long headline: murder, forced cannibalism, extortion, U.S. bound migrants held for ransom by satanic gangs in Mexico. Like not just regular gangs; they're satanic gangs. Mm. And just the first paragraph. No Tisha's Telemundo. Okay, I think that's a news thing in Mexico. Interviewed 32. We're sorry to anybody who speaks Spanish on this podcast because he butchered that first. Word oh, for I'm sure. terrible at uh, Spanish completely. Catholic Mexicans, what's up? <laughs> what the heck? What the heck? We love you all. Thank you all for listening. In, interviewed 32 migrants kidnapped in the range of 2019 to 2021 in Mexico and the U.S. 
Their relatives had to pay up to $5,000 in ransom for each migrant to several different cartels and other criminal organizations. You guys talk about that it, while I find other stuff. It, <laughs> it, the, the border situation blows my mind. Mm. Because we have this administration that has decided that it's okay to let anyone and everyone in unchecked, unvetted. Let's just open the doors wide open as opposed to saying, hey, mm-hmm. let's do this in a legal way. Should the legal process be a little easier? Probably. It should be mm. less convoluted. Just mm. like everything within the government should be less convoluted than it is. Yeah, no government. I like it. But this idea of just open borders, let anyone in they want to mm-hmm. come in, is is unreal to me. Yeah. And that this is what you're getting. I mean, that you're getting... These children and women specifically just being captured and taken into into the human trafficking industry, sex slave industry is is massive within that group of Mm -hmm. people, and we will do nothing about it. Yeah. We won't do anything about it, because we don't want to hurt feelings. I don't know. I don't understand. And I think the the border for American Christians, especially conservative American Christians, is where we need to see where our politics and our religion are colliding. Because this, or 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 going opposite directions, because it, we can read these articles and go, well, this different party is causing this, or or this these people are causing this. If we only did this, this, and this, we could stop it. At the end of the day, those are people. At the end of the day, those yeah. are people that we like. That is awful that those things are happening to people. That is awful that there are sa- satanic gangs in Haiti and Mexico. Uh, Mexico. <laughs> that is awful probably that Haiti, probably Haiti too. Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, I've been to Haiti. Um, it's awful that there are satanic gangs in Mexico. Um, just satanic gangs in general. There shouldn't yeah, be any. Yeah. What What are we not on not on the ballot sheet? But what are we as Christians doing about that? Are we Are we going to the border to be missionaries? Are we going across the border to be missionaries? What are we doing to make this situation better? Because we can point fingers all we want, but at the end of the day. The buck stops with us whenever it comes to reaching people and teaching them about Christ. So, yeah. Um, so, I found a little bit more on this situation. And just a little disclaimer, it might get a little graphic. So, if there's young ears or just you're sensitive to this stuff, just here's a warning right now. It talks about family members receive telephone calls from the kidnappers warning they must send the money within a set time in order to see their loved ones ever again. To get their needed funds, family members had to sell their vehicles, personal property, drain their savings, go into debt borrow from other family members to quickly raise the needed cash. Meanwhile, the kidnapped victims were treated horribly while being held by the cartels and were only fed once a day. Those migrants whose families did not pay the ransom were murdered in front of the other captives. And one man told the story about how he and his daughter were kidnapped and said the bodies of victims were then cut up, cooked, and served as human meat to the remaining migrants so there would be no trace of anything. And that's what they had to eat. Someone else also spoke about the satanic rituals the kidnappers performed at night. They knelt down, had images of the devil of Santa Morit. Not going to read it. Santa M. I'm not going to butcher more Spanish. They made pleas, they made offerings, and it was something horrible. And there has been a few kidnapping survivors that have shared their stories. So it's just beyond terrible. They're Mm -hmm. feeding them the other people that weren't rescued and doing satanic rituals every night. And it's being treated horribly it's just not how you know, a person should live it's not and we talk about how why are certain things in the bible why are there certain mm. like why is there a chapter in leviticus about 
how not what not to do with your sheep. Mm-hmm. And yes, it, it means what it sounds like it means. Uh, you know, it's because humans, apart from God, are capable of unspeakable evil, mm. incapable of anything. I mean, anything under the sun, mm-hmm. we we can do it, and we're yeah. capable of it. And th- this just proves that we we are capable of unspeakable evil. Mm-hmm. And it, it's sobering to to hear something because like it, mm-hmm. it's not typically something we're going to hear about here in, in the in the states. And this article was put out today, so this is happening current. This is happening right now. So just make sure you're in prayer for all these countries that are facing sure. all this. And if there's something you can do, so I don't know what that is, but that doesn't necessarily mean go to Mexico and just save the day like a superhero. That, but... d- that is what it means. Okay, go do. But it, I mean, I I'm buying like someone else. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a good idea. Yeah, there's people that do. Sure. I mean, there are organizations that, that rescue people mm-hmm. like this and and mm-hmm. look into those and and support them. Support missionaries. Yeah, support missionaries. That's going to be another point in mine. So yeah, yeah. I, I love that, and I hate that that's happening. Yeah, and I don't have any. Good takes like Brad, so this would probably be edited out. But mine wasn't a very good take either. But it is—it's just really bad that that stuff happens. And like as Christians, we we can say we can toss up our hands and say we can't do anything about it. But as Christians, we can also pray. Yeah. We can pray. And, and we can support. And we, especially here in America, we have been—and this is a little bit on prayer—we've been like conditioned to say, "Oh, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you," mm-hmm. and just kind of flippantly say it and just half-heartedly mean it. Yeah. But guys, like when someone says, "All." All you can do is pray. That that I don't like that phrase because that mm-hmm. is the first thing we should be doing. Mm-hmm. Period. No matter what yeah. is praying because that is the most powerful thing we can do. And then through the Holy Spirit, we put those prayers into action and we mm-hmm. do something for sure. But praying is should be number one, not just oh I'll pray for you or all I can do is pray. Mm-hmm. Pray. Period. And like whenever you say oh I'll pray for you, don't just empty say that and not pray for them. Like. Pray for them right there, even. Like, if you're going to say that, make sure you actually are praying for them. Because, I mean, I've sometimes said that not thinking about it, and then, like, I didn't do it right away, and I forgot to do it. But, like, when I have, it has helped the situation. Mm-hmm. But this is my next headline, but it's going to take, like, a few seconds, so I just want to say it real quick. Over 2,100 people surrender to Christ at concert tour with, and then a bunch of big names. And, I mean, there's, I mean, like, that's cool to just look at. Like, that's a lot of people, but how many of those were based on emotion and not going to last very long because it was just like really loud music. And it was like a guy runs out on stage like, yeah, who's ready to give their life. And they're like, woo. Yeah. How do you, how do you confirm that 2,100 people gave their lives to Christ? Mm-hmm. And, and, and what do you want the big number? And what are you doing mm-hmm. after? What are you doing to, there's no follow up. There's no follow up. Yeah. You just, look, you're yelling and you're like, all right, here's a free t-shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was this a little Nas X concert? <laughs> was it? <laughs> No, it was Winter Jam. It was probably just a beeper. Was it the whole tour or one concert? Also, those it might artists, be over the whole tour. Also, those artists you mentioned are not Winter Jam artists, by the way. What do you they're mean? all worship artists, and they're connected with like passion and that group. So they wouldn't be Winter Jam, I don't think. It's just hard for me to imagine Tom, that like Tomlin's that many, never been on Winter Jam. That, that many non-Christians it's, were at a Chris Tomlin concert. Nick Hall, Chris Tomlin, Kari Job, Bethel. Kari Carey. Oh, Bethel. We talked about Bethel a little bit uh, last week. And if you go to Bethel, we are happy you are tuned in today. Yeah, I got a little flack for with it. With the Catholic uh, Mexicans. Yeah. but uh, What? <laughs> no, so, Carter, I like, really like that article because it it's, a, it's an issue within the Christian faith of these emotional conversions. Mm-hmm. You see it all the time at concerts like that, at church camps, at different crusades, different events. Mm-hmm. You see these emotional responses <laughs> that don't have any depth behind them, and so... 
kind of like the, the the sower and the seeds. The second it might take root for a minute, but the second mm. the sun comes out or the thorns come in, it it kills them. Yeah, and like when I got baptized, I was at a camp. I don't know if you remember the camp we went to, Simon. But oh yeah, back in 2018, I was like, I forget what we were talking about. I think it started on a Thursday, and on that Wednesday, one of the helpers shared their uh, testimony about and how they got baptized, and. I'd say, like, at the time, it was definitely emotion-based, and I'm glad I didn't get baptized right away after thinking about it, because I was able to talk to people and figure out, Mm -hmm. is this really what I'm supposed to do right now? What does it mean? And I was able to learn the meaning of baptism, Mm -hmm. learn, is this what God wants me to do right now? And even after that, I feel like I didn't get baptized at the right time, but I'm glad I did it when I did. Mm -hmm. Well, and baptism is not... Your salvation. That, yeah, that's, I didn't. That's not, I wasn't like yeah. it took place probably a few months after. And, it was like because I don't. Uh, I, I see in scripture, of course, you see repent, be baptized. Three thousand people baptized at Pentecost. Was that emotional? Right. People being baptized yeah. immediately on the spot, and, and so yeah. you see that in scripture. But a lot of that was out of necessity and out of just the, the need in that moment. Where I think now. Baptism is something that should be taken very seriously mm-hmm. and something you should understand what you're doing and know what yeah. it's about and know what it signifies because that is not kind of like the Lord's Supper. That's not something you take lightly. Right. For sure. I, um, Hold on real quick. And at most camps, it's just the student. There's no parents. So I feel like baptism is something you should definitely talk about with your parents because they have a role to play in your walk with Christ. Yeah. But the, the problem is you don't have these godly parents. Yeah. I mean... I'm a big advocate. I mean, if you I have I'm a youth them. pastor. I advocate for church camp. Please spend money and go to church camp. <laughs> Kids out there. No, no, no. Um, I'm not bashing church camp either when I say yeah. it's an emotion-based yeah. thing. I'm not. Because their kind lives of. changed mm-hmm. at, at camp. For sure. It happens. Yeah. I just say you have to be careful mm-hmm. that it's not just emotion-based mm-hmm. and there's follow-up. There's things that you come along behind yeah. that and say, hey, let's let's prop this person up and, and deepen their faith yeah. and make sure they know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had good times at camps, but not... Like there's majority of people don't always go deep for everything, so they're mm. that's where it's like worrying because they are just going to be there for emotion. Yeah. Gonna... And two weeks later, you're two weeks later, you're eh, well, back yeah. to normal. Everything's All, back to normal. The only thing that you remember from that is you're wearing the bracelet still or something. Right. Well, was this kid sent to church camp by his parents that don't really go to church because his friends went to camp, and then he goes to church camp. This is the first time he hears the gospel. This is powerful to him. He sees his friend and he gets baptized, and then he goes home to a non-Christian household. Right, like, like that is a legitimate thing that happens. He yes. doesn't have a church to go to, and so that's why the follow up is huge. I that, do. That's exactly what. That's exactly. Yeah. Right. That's where yeah. it's huge to say, "Hey, we need to come and like that's this kid." Not as hard as it can be. Like, I mean, go. Like any of us can do it. Like, go mm-hmm. get a meal with the kid. Yeah. Go give him a Bible if he doesn't For have sure. one. Yeah, like, just hang out with him. Show him you love him. Acts eight. Uh, and Acts is full of people getting baptized, legitimate baptisms. You have the 3,000 people baptized. And so many people are filled with the Holy Spirit during these baptisms. And uh, I would I would say look at all the baptisms. Look at accounts of people being filled with the Holy Spirit. Those accounts go very much hand in hand most of the time. But you have this account in Acts 8 with Simon the Sorcerer where Philip shows up on the scene, starts preaching. And Simon the Sorcerer, who has a following himself, practices witchcraft. Uh, he gets baptized. He is ba- and so, you know, you assume he gets filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he sees these disciples practicing and using the Holy Spirit, and he goes and tries to pay them for the Holy Spirit. And so there's a, a biblical accounts of people not understanding what they're doing, 
not being invested, seeing a crowd of people getting baptized and wanting to get baptized, seeing a crowd of people wanting to follow Jesus and following Jesus. So kind of getting back to that Zuby thing, following Jesus goes against what the crowd does, right? It is not an emotion based. It is not a crowd based thing. It is, uh, it is a very serious decision that you have to make and then follow up on. I mean, you look at a guy like Lee Strobel who wrote the case of Christ and, and a bunch of different books along those lines. I may not, I don't agree with a lot of his theology, but I like his salvation story is, is fantastic where he, he was a devout atheist absolutely opposed to anything related to God, but then he started doing research. He started actually digging into it and looking at it from a logical and, and intelligent, intelligence-based perspective, not analytical. That's the word I'm mm-hmm. looking for, a more analytical perspective, not looking at it from emotion. And he was like, I can't deny this anymore. The, right. I cannot deny Christ. And mm-hmm. he became a believer and, right. and has influenced, I mean, countless mm-hmm. lives. Yeah. There is something to be said for that. Mm-hmm. Of like making it, a, especially if you're, if you lean that direction just as a person, as an individual, you lean more logical, you lean more analytical. It's okay to make this decision analytically. It's okay to make this decision to follow Christ from a logical perspective because, again, God's a God of order. He's a God of logic. He's, he's the God of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, more than, it's more than emotions. Sure. When I shared the article, I did not think it would lead into that conversation. I thought it would just be like two seconds. So, good article. Good job. <laughs> good start. Good stuff. Right. Well, I'll go and take it away, Brad. I, man, take it away, Brad. I, I stole your train. This is my <laughs> oh, man. Is it Brad just going? Now it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my obligatory Doctor Fauci reference, and mm. because I you love Fauci, just really want people. He has a to, poster of him. He has a big room. old crush on Fauci. Gosh. It's in red. I just really want people. Fauci in red. He's wearing a Louisville t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> In a Tennessee hat. I'm going home. Oh, wait. (laughs) I guess I'm going home. You're going to go hug your Fauci poster. All right, look. I just want people to dislike him as much as I do. Not as an individual human being, but just as a politician figure that he has. And his views. Go to rootedinlogos.com. We are going to put up a picture of Brad's house. It is red and covered in Fauci pictures. Flood our emails with just stuff about him. Fauci. Shirtless pictures of Fauci. Reading from the blaze. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Simon, why did I invite you on here? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Reading from The Blaze, Dr. Fauci declares Americans should give up individual freedom for the greater good of society. Well, he's a doctor. <laughs> doctor. <laughs> but if your doctor tells you to give up sweets to survive, Brad, tell him mm. no, just because his last name's Fauci? Yes, probably. Okay. <laughs> I will do everything opposite of what Fauci says at this point. Dr. Anthony Fauci declared last week that people hesitant to receive the vaccine should give up their individual freedoms for the greater good of society. He says, quote, I think what people, I can't do his, I can't do his voice. I think what people have to appreciate. That's more like Russian. <laughs> this is a very Russian Fauci. <laughs> very Russian Fauci. I can't do it. Anyway, I think what people have to appreciate that indeed you do have personal liberties for yourself and you should be in control of that. But... You are a greater, sorry, but you are a member of society. And as a member of society, reaping all of the benefits of being a member of society, you have a responsibility to society. He likes that word society. He mm-hmm. uh, continues, quote, I think each of us, particularly in the context of a pandemic that's killing millions of people, which, by the way, I don't no, think that's not. true. No. You have to go look at it. You have got to look at it and say, there comes a time when you have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision for the greater good mm-hmm. of society. 
He also later goes on in that same interview to say that it's too soon to tell if we should gather with family and friends at Christmas. Has he counted out Thanksgiving already? We should probably wait 20 or something years. Oh, for sure. Um, when is Fauci going to do like Thanksgiving, Christmas stuff? Is he Does he just have like so many like turkeys and like gifts just under sits his, in his home, Just sits in his home by himself <laughs> and trembling under covers. Yeah. No, you know he doesn't follow the, his own rules. There's he's pictures gonna of go, him at baseball games. He's gonna with go, his mask off. Yes, he's gonna go public. do his own thing because he doesn't believe the crap he's spewing. He doesn't believe it. Am I allowed to say crap on this podcast? I don't no, know. No. no, no. But I did. I did twice actually. Nope. But people with vagina is fine. <laughs> wow. This is not gonna be able to download one either. It might though, honestly. <laughs> Just Simon downloading it. <laughs> Listen, if I send it to my wife's family, it will be the most downloaded because <laughs> there's so many people in that family. Um why don't you do that every episode? Yeah. Well, what, what what the heck? I tried. The heck, they were Simon? like, don't like it. They have oh. their own podcast. <laughs> the whole family. <laughs> How many mics is that? <laughs> so anyway, I just again. I can't believe we're still listening to this guy. Mm-hmm. Why is he still on the television? Mm-hmm. Go away. Mm. Go away. It's yeah. all political and for him, it, I yeah. think. I, I I was giving him the benefit of the doubt for maybe the first month of this thing, and then it just turned political so fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He seemed to be like... like- friends with everyone he was he was coming in as like the new mr rogers and people i think still kind of think like oh this guy can do no wrong but he's done like he's done wrong oh, he, he's he's made huge mistakes again, and he doesn't he's we're not allowed to say that no we're no. not but he's 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 been wrong on almost everything so far mm. and which i understand it's a pandemic so it's new it's different whatever like you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna be wrong you're gonna guess one thing and it turns out to be another i get it but law of averages <laughs> would suggest that at some point, you get something right, right, and I just don't think he has. And I don't see how you can justify telling people not to go see their family at Christmas again mm. when we are gathering together with fifty five thousand people in stadiums. Right, I, I just oh, yeah. don't, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And we're not seeing like super like college football has not turned to a super spread no, event. We're, NFL we're, football has not turned to a super spread event. And even like with like this say. Like the New York Jets, like their stadium was packed this past Sunday. And in New York, we can assume, you know, most of the people are going to be vaccinated. Maybe not, but we're going to assume most of the people are going to be vaccinated to even get into the stadium. And, but we haven't, like, we know the vaccine doesn't com- keep people from spreading it. Or getting and we're, it. And we're not seeing these huge amounts of people having, having COVID. We're, we're not f- seeing we're things five weeks right in, now. We're five weeks into college football. We would have data by now if it was super spreader event, mm-hmm. right? We would have the data. Yeah. And same with NFL. We're, what, four weeks into NFL? Yeah. We would have this data. And it's just not bearing out. Yeah. Again, the it is it is about control at this point. Mm-hmm. It's just completely about and control. And, I mean, the MLB season just ended, and I'm pretty sure that whole season they allowed fans in the stadium. Yep. And, yeah. and that was pre-vaccine, too, because yeah. the vaccine had just barely started rolling out when the baseball mm-hmm. season started. Mm-hmm. And I think at yeah. the beginning they were still a little bit, you like, their stadiums weren't fully opened. Because yeah. I remember around All-Star break they – opened them up fully so football stadiums are at full capacity because yeah. they they need oh. money they can only do like eight games at each stadium a year just about yeah. and so they need money they're going full capacity mm-hmm. and it was predicted to be a super spread event it, it has not seen a peak in numbers we have been seeing a consistent decline um the vaccine might have something to do with it but let's let's talk about like giving up your personal freedoms for the betterment of society and sure there might be some 
so there might be some Christian virtues in there that he's he's trying to tap at. He's trying to signal. And as a Christian, you do have to figure out what you sacrifice. But is it that? Is it that well, for for every Christian? Whenever um, we're not we're not sure it will be better for society. We're just not. Well, uh, is is going to an NFL football game, going to a concert, going to college? Is that the end all be all? Is that should be our focus? Absolutely no. not. But it it goes to a deeper issue of freedom and, and principles that, that mm-hmm. we as Americans and as Christians believe in. Even Christians across the world believe in these ideas mm-hmm. of independence and freedom. Yeah. And we, it just blows my mind how quickly we're giving all of it up. Oh, yeah. to to this this guy that has been mm-hmm. wrong for two years on this stuff. Yeah. So, but it was supposed to be two weeks. Flatten the curve. Oh yeah, no, we're we're what <laughs> seventy? How many months are we into the slow the spread? You know, oh, yeah, since March of twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah, two weeks so, to flatten the curve. Anyway, yeah, it was it was amazing. So Maybe there, there's my my one COVID rant for the day. Hey, if you want, um, if you want nurses to not uh, be overcrowded and have the ability to do their job well, then don't fire. Quit all firing them. on the nurses. That quit firing the, all the nurses and doctors. Didn't have the vaccine to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, yep. And by it was the way, fine then, but most of them were fine. Yeah, they made it because of something called the immune system that God gave us. And, uh, yeah, there was <laughs> so like for i saw this thing it was like for a sickness to be considered a global pandemic there has to be a certain percentage of the population that has died mm-hmm. from it and from covid i don't even think that we're at that percentage for people who have even gotten it so it's not even it can't be considered well, and, and again i just in this may be getting way too much into the weeds but these numbers are inflated sure you you have people who <clears throat> the vast majority of people who have died be, who have died with covid not even because of covid had at least three or four other underlying issues that were mm-hmm. major health issues, yeah. not just like, oh, like he's, a, he's a little overweight. Mm-hmm. No, 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 morbidly yeah. obese, heart issues, lung issues that are severe, and and they, already they were already going to die from this. Just made it go a little quicker. They get more money if they label it COVID death. Death. That's true. Yeah. Romans talks about if what you eat or drink causes your brother or sister to stumble, then, then abstain from that, right? Like, that's that's in Romans. And as a Christian, it is up to you and your journey to figure out what is hindering other people and what is not hindering other people. And I know that that in my journey with COVID, I've had to figure out at what points to wear a mask, at what points not to wear a mask, at what points to social distance, at what point not to social distance. If I would have zoom called and masked and social distanced uh to this day like i've been told to do then i i don't think there would be like i know of people that were in dark places that needed things to come back that that needed social interactions and uh i think i just saw a stat in dc which is very very shut down still that we are now seeing more suicides in these areas than COVID deaths, like COVID related deaths. We're seeing more suicides in these areas. Like guys, we are destroying people's mental and spiritual health with this. We just are. And you might say, well, then get the vaccine so that this can all be over. It's not, it's not not, not going to end it. It's not going to end it. Like it's, it's not slowing the infection rate. It's just not. We, so. And for people that are like, well, I mean, the government requires it, so that means God will want us to wear a mask. But that doesn't—it doesn't mean if you're following the law, you're doing what you're supposed to be. Like, the law is not your moral code. It's not what's always right. Because in during World War II, the people that uh, hid what's her, Anne Frank—that was against the law. The law was to was to make her die, mm-hmm. or go into a concentration camp or whatever. But 
it doesn't like don't follow the law if it goes against what God is saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have to figure this is this is you have to figure that out. Uh, the, the Romans is clear on that. That is that is for each person to figure out what what they're convicted about. If you think in that time that you are sinning by not following something, by not wearing a mask, by not social distancing, and I would say you're in sin during that time. Um, and check yourself for self righteousness. Check yourself for yep. pride. This is something. This has definitely been a check for a lot of Christians to see see where their priorities are. But once again, are you are you glorifying science above God? Are you have you ad- idolized science so much, or your politics, or have you idolized your politics yeah. so much on both sides? Yeah, yeah, both sides. something that I have to look at uh, that you that you are moving away from God. So anyway. And just a little like warning, if this, like we're not downplaying the virus. I mean, maybe a little bit. It's not as big as we're, as it seems, but it still is a sickness. Like you can get it, but it's not as big as the government has made it look mm-hmm. or media. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Who's, who's up? Am I up? All right. This one hit, hit close to my heart. My wife was a missionary in India for a while. Uh, and then this past summer at church camp, which is a good thing to send your kids to, um, <laughs> there was a missionary from India there the entire week that halfway through the day he would speak to the students there. This wasn't a American missionary to India. This was a resident of India who was a Christian missionary or is a Christian missionary who has ties to this camp. And so like he, he comes in pretty regularly to talk to the students about it. And then at the end of the week, uh, the students like pull their money together that they have left over from canteen and we give it to the mission. And like this, this week we raised like 2000 bucks. And I was like, what in the world just happened? Like, there's no way this, awesome. this group had 2000 bucks. Anyway, this guy was talking about in India, the persecution there. And he, uh, one thing he talked about was, uh, and I'm not going to, I'm just going to talk about this guy's experience and me hearing him. All right. You can choose not to believe this. You can choose to believe this. But he talked about how the Muslims who, who are also illegal to like practicing Muslim is not legal there. Uh, and the Hindus, if they met together during the pandemic, if they got baptized, there was wide outbreaks. He said among the Christians who were still baptizing, still meeting, there was not outbreaks. No one was getting coronavirus among the Christians. He said the, the Hindus and the Muslims were noticing it. Once again, you can choose not to believe me. You can choose not to believe him. I was jaw dropped when I heard it. I was like, are we, this is crazy if this is true. But anyway, I, I believe in a God that's strong. I believe in a God that's powerful. I believe that if you're a Christian, you can get coronavirus. I know of Christians that got it. I know of Christians that died from it. But in India, for whatever reason, this church was not getting it. So, and that's not my headline though. Uh, we, th- we, we serve a God of miracles. Yeah, so, I for mean, sure. It, 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 all through the New Testament, all through the Bible, mm-hmm. is, is miracle after miracle of things that should yeah. not happen that did. So, I have mm-hmm. no problem yeah. believing sure. that. Choose to believe in a God that can do miracles and is bigger than science and created science. Choose to believe in that. So, anyway, here's the headline. Uh, this is from The Guardian, pretty, pretty accurate news site overall. India's Christians living in fear as claims of forced conversion swirl. Christian, the the subheadline Christians in this big word says say Hindu nationalist BJP has revived claims to tarnish reputation of rival Congress. Um, anyway, the the idea here that persecution is picking up in India, 
I mean, it that that's really scary for for someone who has met people who are doing mission work in India. That's really scary uh, to hear because they're they're going to force them to either bow to Nebuchadnezzar, bow to the the idol. They're going to force them to that or the lion's den, uh, and that is going to be forced upon children. That's going to be forced upon pastors. And I mean, this is stuff. This is I I think persecution can happen in the U.S., but this is what persecution looks like outside the u.s and um we we have to realize that our brothers and sisters all over the world are facing tough stuff and and a lot of this crackdown is happening because of the pandemic and india the lower castes in there because of the pandemic because of food shortages because of it because like you're still gonna have food on your plate throughout this pandemic you're still gonna have food on your plate you are a rich person who is listening to this on their on their iphone uh you are gonna have food on your plate in the caste system, the the lower caste in India are not projecting to have food on their plate. They are not. They are not. The food is not going to trickle down to them because the food is not there. So, be praying for your brothers and sisters in India right now that they're able to continue to do good stuff because they are trying to do mission work in there. They're trying to serve the lower caste in India and they are trying to glorify God. And God is protecting them. God is helping them continue to pray for them and find ways to support them because it's scary to hear that forced conversions could be coming to to Christians in India and and also the Muslims in there as well. And from what the missionary talked about, Muslims in India are getting persecuted way harder than Christians in India. Uh, so take that for what you think of it. But anyway. well, you, you we've talked about this a few times that perhaps I do believe persecution is coming to this this country, mm-hmm. and it's here, but it's a different level. It's a different type mm-hmm. of persecution. It, it's it's losing your job. It's it's public ridicule. It's it's mm-hmm. being talked mean about on Facebook. Being canceled, being canceled yeah. losing your career, stuff like that. These people, and it might get to that here eventually in the United States, yeah. but the people overseas in India and, and in these third world countries are losing their lives for Christ. For sure. China, Russia, all these sure. places, Iran, Iraq, they're losing their lives for Christ. And that's not mm-hmm. something that we have to deal with yet here in the States. And and we are we should be grateful for that. But also it should be sobering to say, hey, we need to really pray for these for these individuals and, and support the missionaries that are there and, and find ways to be involved. And mm-hmm. and to get, I mean, I know our church just started uh, a couple in our church just started a, a ministry with sending Bibles overseas, sure. and and I hope it start. And I I think they mentioned it last week, sending Bibles to places they're not supposed to send Bibles to, right? And, and send you know, right. and I think that is awesome, and mm-hmm. and being able to be a part of smuggling God's word into these countries and mm-hmm. uh, f- find ways to get involved, but yeah. most importantly, pray for our brothers and sisters overseas because. They're facing a persecution that we cannot imagine at this point here in the yeah. here in the United States. And something to check on yourself uh, as a Christian: Are you someone who values the Bible? Are you part of a church that values the Bible? Because whenever we send Bibles to these different places, it is it is world changing for a lot of them. And you're seeing the power of Scripture there. And and a lot of churches in America they've they've started to get further and further away from actually trusting in the Bible, which is kind of wild. Who's going to take the transition? Carter? Not a Carter. <laughs> <laughs> so what you were saying about how we are seeing it, our freedoms being taken away, mm-hmm. and it coming to us, that leads into what I was going to read. The headline is, Canadian pastor Arthur Pawlowski arrested at airport over COVID rules. Which, by the way, we've talked about him multiple times on this, so this is a good update. About him? Yeah, we talked about him specifically, okay. yeah. So this is a good kind of update on what's going on in his world. Mm-hmm. So Pawlowski 
who leads Calgary's Street Church in Alberta, Canada, was arrested by Canada Border Services last week for not wearing a face mask and for holding a church service in June. And this is a quote by him. I came to the United States with a simple warning. You're next, he warned Americans. If they came for me, be sure of it. They're coming for you as well. Palowiski, who grew up under communist rule in Poland, noted that what they're doing today is identical to what I remember growing up. The pastor added that he was disturbed by the fact that he was arrested without being the without being granted the opportunity to greet his family after being in his long four month trip to the U.S. The most that was the most brutal thing that was Nazi style, communist style, trying to break a man and his family and children by not allowing me to just even say hi for being away for so long, which he grew up in a communist country. And he said this is ex- reminding him exactly of it. Mm-hmm. You look at this is the guy, if you guys remember back at Easter time, that his video went viral of him kicking out the authorities that were coming to his church to trying to get mm-hmm. him to shut down. He was, get out of here, Gestapo, get out of here, Nazis. You, we, we don't want you here. And I don't like Nazi comparisons generally because right. they're overused, overdone. The Nazis were brutal and terroristic. But these mm-hmm. are tactics that they used. I mean, th- this sure. to round up the Jews, to round up the the, mm-hmm. the, the invalid and, and right. the others they thought inferior. It, it's happening a few miles north. Mm-hmm. Carter said some quotes that I was going to bring up if he didn't about how the, you know he's warning America that they're this is coming for you as well mm-hmm. if you don't start standing up now. Yeah. Yeah, like how we have said in the past like it's happening in Canada that's really close that could be happening to us soon. People might be like, "Well, no, it's Canada. It still might not happen to us." And it's like it's easy for you to say cuz you're not experiencing it. This is him experiencing this. He's like, "Yeah, this is going to happen to you guys." Mm-hmm. This is it's going to spread. There's reasons it's not happening to us. And it's it's the foundation that, that this country was built on that is still holding up. But there are people that are cheering for that to collapse. There are people that are cheering for the floor to fall out from underneath us and for this to be stopped. There, if you, you can go on Twitter and just look up this person's names, and you can see people who are voicing the thoughts of dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of people saying... I wish this would happen to pastors in America. I wish that this would happen to pastors in my state. I wish this would happen. Like, there are people that are, like, if, if this is legal to happen in Canada, there are people that are cheering for it to happen in Canada because they reelect their governors. They reelect the people that are making this happen. So, and there are people in America that find it to be very popular. They They would rather see people who are practicing individual rights, the right of worshiping God. They would rather see those people imprisoned and put away because what what they're doing is dangerous. And that that's a big problem. What they're doing is dangerous. The next step is saying saying that gay marriage is wrong is dangerous. Saying that that kids can't be transgender is dangerous. Saying that there's only one God is dangerous. Like there are people that say those things are dangerous and the deterioration it will come for our churches if we don't draw a line somewhere. I I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. I don't. Uh, besides, mm-hmm. just doing what we're doing, as right. far as like refusing to shut down, mm-hmm. doing what he if it gets to this point, doing what he's doing and still holding services mm-hmm. no matter what the consequences are going to be. Yeah. When they barricaded the uh, the other one of the other churches there, they barricaded the the church. They went underground. Mm-hmm. Are we willing to do that if it comes to that? Yeah. And I think it's something we need to start asking ourselves. Just again, this may be five years down the road. This may be mm-hmm. a month down the road like Maybe we don't know it could be tomorrow we don't know what 
is going to happen. I do think there are enough states right now that like like the the twelve you mentioned with the vaccine mandates. I think mm-hmm. that pretty goes pretty well hand in hand with the states that won't allow this nonsense to take place in their states. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that number is getting smaller and smaller every year. Twelve out of fifty is not great. No, not a good odd. Not good odds. Yeah. I mean, you can look at uh, the original colonists and see they went against their government. Like, I was told as a homeschooler in a co-op to write a paper about why the people that that went against the British government, why our founding fathers were biblically justified in doing what they did. I couldn't come up with, like, a great biblical argument for it. I just couldn't. And I'm like, maybe, maybe... America shouldn't have done that. Maybe we shouldn't exist today. Or maybe those are men of conviction that knew what was happening, that saw what was happening, and did something against tyrannical government. And maybe we're not in the same situation, but it's not like the American colonists were being killed and tortured like like Jews in the Holocaust. They were just being oppressed. They were just being oppressed. They couldn't live the lives that they that they thought was best for them. And I'm against saying that you need to live the life that's best for you, for sure. As Christians, that's not what we're called to do. Live the life that's best to glorify God. And if the government gets in the way of that, that's that's where the issue... There becomes a and, major problem And there. that's where you have to start... That's where you have to have the courage to say, I'm going to stand up for my beliefs and what God wants me to do and how God mm-hmm. wants me to live. I'm going to stand up for that no matter what the government says and no matter mm-hmm. what their consequences are going to be. Because honestly, our reward is going to be greater mm-hmm. at the end of this than the consequences, whatever temporary consequences we get placed on by a tyrannical government. Yeah. Just further on in this article, it says, he also claimed that policies confiscated his luggage and that they accessed his personal laptop, which is usually locked by a passcode. And he said, I don't know what they were looking for. I'm a pastor. I'm not a spy. I'm not a terrorist. Everything Everything that I do is public. I mean, I would get it if he had like criminal record or something like arresting him, but he's just a pastor that's trying to share the word and they are treating him like he is a demon, like oh, he, with he, guns everywhere, shooting yeah. people, killing people, and it just shows how far we've strayed from God in this country. Well, I mean, not this country; that's Canada, but still. Um, well, again, it it goes back to what we talked about earlier, where God is a God of order, Satan is a creature of chaos, and that's what he's doing is he's creating chaos everywhere. And of course, the target is going to be us. The target's going to be Christians. Mm-hmm. And, and the target's going to be to A, weaken our resolve by taking the weak Christians out because they're compromising, because they're, they're giving into these ideologies that are dangerous to mm-hmm. believers, taking them out and, and, and making them com- and getting them to compromise. And then those of us who won't compromise, just putting as much pressure on us as they can from the government, from the culture, to get us to crack mm-hmm. and to stop being effective for, for, the, for the kingdom. And you can, like, just tear down Christianity. You can say whatever you want about it in a negative way for as long as you want. But you say one good thing about it, and they're like, stop shoving it down my throat and mm-hmm. stop pushing that on me. It's like, yeah. I mean, tolerance, you... tolerance for everything that fits their narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, until As soon as you break their narrative, which Christianity breaks their narrative at every right. turn, you, mm-hmm. that, that's when their tolerance ends. Yeah. And, and it's get fall in line or get, get trampled. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, anyway, well, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like ripping the headlines. Is this going to be called "Ripped from the Headlines" or "Ripping the Headlines"? <laughs> I don't know. I have to go back and look what I called the other episode and just ripped like from the, the sequel. You know. Yeah. Uh, so this could be a part three. It, it, this sounds like it might be a third part. 
No, I'm saying we might do another episode. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think I'm going to keep this as one episode. It's going to be longer. Uh, I feel like this is an episode we could do like every month or something because there's always sure. new headlines. Yeah. But uh, is there? Always, it gets worse. It gets worse every month. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it um, is the same headlines over and over again, just just reiterations of the same uh, thing. And being dumber. Being dumber. If I see a headline that seems like satire, I will I will collect it and I will send it to someone and you guys can play that game <laughs> in the future. Yeah. Um, or I can play it again in 10 months. Well, here, here's mm-hmm. the deal. Um, we are going to wrap it up for tonight cool. and, and for this week. Mm-hmm. It's been great. Simon, thank you so much for coming on. Thank this you. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for having I me. I will say, we yeah, have thanks a Thanks for- to Austin, because you we- took his spot. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Austin, for having children. We <laughs> have a fourth microphone, so I don't know why. we At some point, we could have a fourth person on here as mm-hmm. a guest, a rotating guest or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think Simon, I think you and Austin would have a fun time interacting back and forth. Uh, for um, those of you that don't know the, the three hosts of this show, I knew all of them before they knew each other. It's true. So if you're saying I'm throwing off the chemistry or what, I don't know if I'm going to get haters or anything. I don't know <laughs> yeah, how hostile. hostile. No, not Simon. I don't know how hostile. I the think Amanda is going to be very upset but, with you. Um, anyway, anyway, I I created this group. Actually, no, oh, no, no. <laughs> this was my idea. No, no. Um, but anyway, it was a blast being on here. I um, I really enjoy what these guys do. They are all awesome guys uh it's it's fun to listen to the podcast weekly it's good to have it's it's hard to find good christian podcasts i'm gonna throw that out there it's hard to find good christian podcasts uh i've I, as a youth pastor i try to look for them and i would run into them that that talk about nonsense i'd run into them that that don't practice good biblical principles i run into them that are trying to be way too mainstream and to listen to a podcast that will say something as radical as i don't like gay marriage in the church i'm like whoa <laughs> so anyway yeah. great great listen i love what well, you guys are doing um yeah and leave five stars potatoes <laughs> not potatoes <laughs> but yeah. like tuning in potatoes saying that like we're not afraid to get canceled because be- going, being canceled means you didn't go- fit their narrative and that yeah. just means we yeah, fit I'm, ours I'm good with it yeah cancel yeah. me please cancel us and we'll always have the newspaper that we're going to send out in the future so rooted in logos times amen <laughs> that's a mouthful well I, as an avid listener i feel like you can just fit this ending very easy so thank you all for listening find us on social media interact with this comment on when we post this episode comment on it share some feedback give us some ideas give us some topics uh hate us love us tell us we don't care we if you want Simon back on. Tell us if you don't. Tell us we won't have him. Yeah, we'll never. Don't we'll say you don't want him back. We will on. listen to the people. No, just um, just email. We miss Austin because <laughs> you do. Yeah, of course we you miss Austin. Do. I can't wait for him yeah. to come back. Yeah. But um, it hasn't been us three in a few episodes. Yeah, so yeah. we're gonna get back to it uh, here, hopefully next week, mm-hmm. and we will uh, see what's going on. But guys, in the meantime, until we meet again. Stay, Stay rooted. rooted. Wow, Actually, that was terrible. I didn't even. I wasn't gonna say that. Stay rooted, but potatoes. <laughs> for, for the viewers that don't personally know us, Austin just did have his fourth kid. So email us congratulating him. Like mm-hmm. if you want to just make sure you like. We each have our own individual, but if he doesn't check that, you can email our main one and we'll show it to him. Like yeah. congratulate him on having fourth. Yeah. Or what What number kid, Brad? 4,000. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but fourth kid, it, we're actually really excited. I, we mm-hmm. got, Carter and I got to see her the other day, and she's perfect. So yeah. uh, very excited for the for that family, mm-hmm. and uh, they're well on the way to the soccer team that they want to have. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, uh, again, thank you so much. Reach out to us. We'll see you guys next week. In the meantime, stay, stay rooted. rooted. There we go. San have Diego. a good week, guys. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to our show. 
If you enjoyed what you heard, like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. You can find us on Apple, Google, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, at Rooted in Logos Pod, or even on our website, www.rootedinlogospod.com. And if you want to support us financially, visit us at patreon.com slash rootedinlogos.com.